Today, 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 I am excited. We are in part two of our brand new mini-series, our Netflix mini-series called Freedom and Flow. Freedom and Flow. If you were with us last week, then you're already caught up. If not, this is your first time. You can go back to part one. It was titled White Flag. And today, we're going to continue on this journey, and we're going to trust God to shape us and mold us into who he's called us to be. We believe that God has so much in store for every one of us, okay? We believe that about your life. Do you believe that? Do you, if you don't, that's okay. You're in the right place. But you need to know that's how I see you. I see you with so much purpose and destiny because that's how God sees you. And this freedom and flow, we are trusting that God is going to help us step fully into who he has called us to be. Some of us have been feeling like uh, things aren't flowing in our lives the way we would want them to flow. You ever had one of those garden hoses and I don't know your... I don't know, cleaning off your kids or trying to clean off your dog or you're trying to water your grass or your, your, your plants and, and the water's just not coming out all that well and you look back and you can see that there's a kink in the hose. I, I want you to know some of us in our lives right now, we feel like, we feel like there should be more coming out of us, like there's more in us. But we can't quite figure out why. And I, I want you to know, I feel like this series, even today, this message is going to help. Look back at the, the hose of your life, if you will. That sounds weird if you take it out of context. <laughs> Some of you got a lot of hose in your life. Y'all, I can keep going on this for a long time. I have so many jokes. There's a dark side of me. <laughs> Honey, you married me. You got to go back and... Oh, this is done. Unkink. That's a weird word, too. Unkink. <laughs> All the things in your life that are slowing you down. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. The title... Of today's message is, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back. Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to start reading in verse number one. But now, but now, if you didn't bring your Bible, put the scripture on the screen so you can follow along. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Skip down with me to verse number five. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Last week in part one, we, we looked at fear and and I had a plan to go on to another topic, but this, this week as I was praying, I just felt a, a nudge to now dig back into this fear thing at least one more time. Uh, 
1984, uh, teenagers, this was a real year. There were people alive, and we had cars, and it was not, you know, horse-drawn carriages at that time. In 1984, a, a movie series started. I don't know if we knew it was going to be a series, but, but it started. It was called Terminator. Any Terminator fans? Any Terminator fans? Okay, if you are unfamiliar with Terminator, it was... Uh, Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, a Linda Hamilton, and uh, Linda, Ham Linda Hamilton is a twin, by the way, little side note, but, but Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda, ha Linda Hamilton, and it's about, it's a science fiction movie, and it's about robots that take over the earth. So it's already awesome, okay? So once that's the plot of a movie, I enjoy it. So robots, they're taking over the earth. They are trying to suppress and oppress and kill off all of humanity. Then this guy steps up. His name is John Connor. And John steps up, and he is going to take out Skynet, okay? He's going to take them out. And he gets this resistance army together, and they end up defeating all of the robots. All of that happens in the future. So the robots decide, you know what we're going to do? We're going to travel back in time, send a Terminator back in time to go after John's mother, Sarah. If we kill Sarah, then John will never be born. Now, you're looking at me like, why in the world is he sharing this? I do think fear kind of operates like this. I feel, I feel like fear tries to get you when, before you give birth to the dream. It tries to get you before you have the opportunity to step fully into what God wants you to do. What fear, matter of fact, let me make sense of some of your childhoods. Some of your childhoods have been so ravished with issues and problems and difficulties and pains. And it was the enemy of your soul's objective to try to kill, steal, and destroy when you were young. So that what God put on the inside of you, you would never give birth to it. So that what destiny and the, the, the call and the dream that God has for you would never be able to come to full life because it would have died before it ever had a chance to be born. But I feel like God is saying, Earl, help my kids with their freedom and their flow. Remind them that I have a call on their lives. Remind them that what was trying to happen years and years ago was what was designed to kill them. I'm actually going to turn that thing around. I'm going to redeem that thing and I'm going to use the very thing that tried to kill them and stop them to shout my fame and my glory so you don't have to be afraid of your scars and your problems God can redeem all that stuff too he takes every issue he takes every person that stabbed you in the back he takes every friend that hurt you he takes every divorce he takes every bit of bankruptcy he takes everybody that be abused you and used you and he says I'll take all of that and I'll redeem it and I'll use it for my glory and I'll put you up front and people will look at your life and they'll say they've never been through anything but then you open your mouth and you let them know if it had not been for God on my side I don't know where I'd be but the grace of God has carried me and sustained me and pushed me and even though fear and life tried to take me out God has brought me this far 
This is why some of you have had so many friends coming at you, so many people stabbing you in the back. This is the reason so many of you have, have a family life that you just can't stand. You're trying to figure out why in the world is my family like this? I look at their family. Their family seems to be halfway decent. Why, why can they all get along? Why can't we get along? And all of it is an objective. It's a, it's, it's a ploy. It's a strategy to try to take you out. The hurts that you have in your life right now, they're not just about now. Now they're about your future. So ask yourself, what offense, what difficulty, what fear, what is it you're battling right now? It's not just about now. It's about what you would not give birth to. In Isaiah chapter 43, this is what some theologians call a salvation oracle. This announcement that God is making to his kids. And I'm going to put the verse again on the screen so that you can see some things I'd love for you to underline if you, if you have your Bible. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine when you pass through the waters. When when not if when you pass through the waters when you pass through the rivers when you walk through the fire you know what many of us spend our time doing praying and asking God to remove or walk all waters rivers and fires oh Lord oh Lord if you love me oh Lord if you love me kill that person and <laughs> that's actually biblical too <laughs> it's all in psalm i don't encourage you to pray it but you know just if you're feeling it you can say it god knows your heart <laughs> lord would you get rid of this water god would you get rid of this river god would you get rid of this fire and god says mm, nah not getting rid of it I'm not getting rid of it. You got to go through it. Now, we think God's not with us or God's not for us when we face waters, rivers, and fires. I don't know where this theology came from. I, I have no idea. It's not even in the Bible. It's nowhere in Scripture. But we still think that if something difficult is coming at us, it must, God must have no idea what's going on and must want to get rid of it as soon as he possibly can. But the reality is, sometimes, dare I say most times, God does not remove the water and the river and the fire. God gives you the grace and the strength to go right through it. We would love for him to give us the grace and strength to go around it, and he does that. We would love for him to turn us into Superman or Wonder Woman and we could fly over it. That'd be great too. But most times in your life and in my life, you know what happens? Is God knows what we are facing and he says, in order for you to become who I've called you to be, I cannot just remove this thing. I've got to keep that weight on this bench because I'm going to need you to be able to lift something in the future that if you don't go through what you go through right now, you won't have the strength for what you're going to battle in the future. So you got to deal with this thing. you got to go through this thing. When? Not if, 
and it's not when they, it's when you. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I know you're wonderful. I know people love you. But you. Yeah. Or not me. Yeah, you. <laughs> when you. We believe in Christianity that the worst thing happened to the best person. Okay? Jesus, perfect, and he got crucified. Never did a thing wrong, but still died. For you and I to think that somehow we get to avoid all problems, trouble, difficulty, issues in this life, it is nowhere in the Bible. And if you gave your heart to Jesus because you thought that was a ticket to avoid all problems, somebody lied to you. I want to apologize, okay? They duped you, okay? Oh, give your heart to Jesus, and you go to heaven. Well, you're also going to deal with some hell, all right? There's also some things that you and I are going to have to walk through, and the benefits are amazing. Do not get me wrong, but please understand that you and I are in a battle. You and I are fighting for the souls of men and women. You and I are the ones that are a reflection of God's glory and God's life and God's love in this earth. There are things that come our way, so God had to give a promise when, not if, but when you face, when you face the waters, I will be right there you're going through that thing when you face the rivers I will be right there you're going through when you face the fire I'm thinking about the water and I'm thinking when you're standing at the ocean and you're looking far out it looks like the water goes on forever and there are some things in our lives that just seem like it's just way too much and looking at the rivers and it's rushing past you and it can feel like that might be too hard and the fires, honestly, that we look at and we deal with, it can just seem that could be absolutely overwhelming. And God says, anything in your life, anything that looks too hard, it looks too far, it looks too difficult, every single one of those things, I will be with you and you will pass right through it. Uh, how many single people do we have uh, in the room and online? Raise your hand or make some noise. Make some noise. Okay, we got a good one. All right, okay. How, how, uh, how many single people want to be married? Okay, 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 good, good. Put your hand down, man. This guy over there is like, he's waving. <laughs> it's not how it works, man. It's not how it works. But I'm glad you're in church. Uh, marriage is fantastic. I love it. I love it. I, my wife and I have been married these 24 years. It's the best. We, we love it. it we're, we're, it's not a perfect marriage, but man, it's so healthy. I love my wife. She, she loves me. It's awesome. But there are waters. There are rivers. And there are fires. Can I get an amen for married people? Okay? Don't say it too loud. Don't clap too much. All right? Dear God, dear God, dear God. <laughs> you, you will have waters and rivers and fires in almost any relationship that you have especially if it's a deep and a significant one but you have you can understand this i want you to know this god is saying i'll give you the strength to 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 make it through these things because there's some other things that i want you to accomplish on the other side of what you're facing and dealing with 
I, I talked a little bit about this earlier, but some of us, uh, you know, when you give your heart and your life to Jesus, I, my, my point with this is almost anything of consequence in life, anything that matters in life, it has waters and rivers and fires. Almost anything. If, it, if it's going to count for something, if your business is going to make any difference in the world, expect waters and rivers and fires. If your life is going to count for anything, expect waters and rivers and fires. If your marriage is going to count, if your single life is going to count for anything, expect waters and rivers and fires. And your relationship with God is no different. When you and I surrender our hearts to Jesus, yes, forgiveness of sin, yes, shame taken away, yes, a forever home in heaven with God, yes, the power and the authority to be God's ambassador in the earth. But also whenever you and I say yes to Jesus, we're also saying no to a whole bunch of other stuff. It's just like when you get married. When I said I do to my wife, I was also saying I don't. Come on. Some of you are like, wait, really? Yes. When I said yes, when I said I do to her, I'm saying I don't to a whole lot of other things that I might want to do that I might even be able to do if I'm not with her. But since I'm in a covenant relationship with her, my yes there means no some other areas. And the same is true for my relationship with Jesus. When I said yes to him, I'm saying no to some other things. We're not perfect. We don't do everything right all the time. I know I don't. I know you don't. There is grace. There is forgiveness. There is newness of life. God's arms are open wide to us. We are his kids. He knows us by name. But with all of this being true, my friends, we still have to understand that God gives us the grace not just to get around, but to get through. Not just to avoid, but to get through. When you go through, 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 I'm not avoiding this. I'm going through it i'm in a battle right now but i'm going through it i know judy brown's at home right now but judy you're, you're going through it i know cancer's in front of you but you're going through it i know anxiety's in front of you you're going through it i know fear's in front of you you're going through it i know pain's in front of you you're going through it you don't get around this we go through this i know i'm ailed right now i'm a little bit beat up right now but you're not going around it god will give you the grace to go right through that thing and i know you're crying tears but it'll give you strength to go through that thing this is what God does for his kids he's been doing it all the way back in the Old Testament and he's still doing it today you know anxiety um, you already know this anxiety disorders they're like the most common mental illness at least in America now, I would assume other parts of, of the world as well these anxiety disorders are real there are some of our friends that are online uh, right now because it would just be too much for them to be in a space like this. They couldn't go to our North Campus or Antigua or in here. just be too much. It would be too much anxiety. There's no shame in that. We love you exactly where you are. We're trusting that God is going to keep on ministering to your heart. But, but this anxiety, this response to the fears in our life, it, it tries to shut us down. And some of us, man, we have so many voices and lies that we're hearing. I, I will not measure up. I, I won't have enough. I'm, I'm never going to get pregnant. I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to be able to take care of my family. 
The interesting thing is when you don't have any money, you're worried about not having money. Then when you get money, you're worried about losing the money. It's just our fears keep kind of switching from thing to thing to thing. He hurt me before, I bet you he'll hurt me again. She hurt me before, I bet you she'll hurt me again. The church hurt me before, I bet you the church will hurt me again. So I'm going to stay back here. I'm not trusting men because I know how men are. I'm not trusting women because I know how women are. So I'm going to stay back here. And all of us continue to live in this cycle. We've got these thoughts. We've got these lies. We can't live free. We can't flow. We don't have the freedom that we want to have because we're second guessing and third guessing and fourth guessing ourselves. Our, our minds won't shut up it's like there's all this chatter in our souls all the time and we're trying to be in a meeting and we can't even be in the meeting the way we want to be in the meeting and no wonder we can't step up to lead a connect group because we've got 47 different voices in our heads telling us all the reasons that we can't do it and we got all these different reasons telling us why we can't be married or why we won't be successful why we're gonna die early or we're gonna live forever too we're gonna live for so long all by ourselves we got all these things in our brains and it's it's taxing us and immobilizing us. But you can't, you can't beat this stuff just with logic, I don't think. I, I, I don't think the things that we're battling in our heads, I just, I beat with logic. My, our oldest son went to the state fair. State fair in Texas is going on uh, right now. And um, he had a fried Oreo, so I was proud of him for that. But he also got on some, you know, I don't know, some crazy thing that adults don't do anymore. You know, at least adults with, adults with a mortgage. You know, you're just <laughs> spinning around and around and around. And he's like, Dad, it was crazy. I was so nauseous. But then, Dad, I was thinking, it was just like one little leather belt that had me clipped in that whole time. <laughs> Say, yes, son. That's why I don't do that dumb stuff. <laughs> if you're afraid of something like that, me going, hey, just so you know, that buckle, it's really, really safe. It go the metal end goes into the other end, and it cl click, you're fine. No, you don't, logic doesn't help with that. So it is with the fears and the problems and the pains that we have in our life. Um, logic, I don't think, really is the antidote. But I do think faith and love are. Go, go with me to 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Uh, we're going to start reading in verse number 9. It says this, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I could sit on these two verses for the, for the rest of the year and not exhaust the beauty and the majesty and the life and the depth that is in these verses. Here he is telling us we are learning. We understand that we, 
it's not that we love God. It was that God loved us. It wasn't that your behavior was so wonderful. It was that God's behavior was so wonderful. It wasn't that you were all that. It was that God decided to put worth and value on you and sent his one and only son to be an atoning sacrifice for your sins and mine. This sets someone free that I did not earn this. I don't deserve this, but God said I'm extending my love and my compassion your direction just because I made you. And we live in a world where people think God is still mad at them. We live in a world where people still think that God is against them. Little do they know that the God of heaven so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And yes, God deals with sin, but he dealt with sin aggressively on the cross of Jesus Christ and said, I'm going to put all that sin and shame and guilt on Jesus and he's going to go into that grave but come to new life so that all of humanity can come to new life. This is the beauty of the gospel. I still have some friends of mine. They won't come to church because they think it's going to fall in like the, the, the ceiling's going to collapse in because they're so bad. And I told them, I said, man, just so you know, I know people at our church that are way worse sinners than you. <laughs> There's a ton of them. <laughs> but he still thinks, he still thinks, nah, God can't, not with me, not with me. And I'm like, man, you don't even know. You, you, you're not even thinking correctly about the God who made it all. But let me keep on going here. Verse 16. Look at verse 16. It says, it says this. And we know, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. We rely on the love God has for us. We rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in Love. I want to look at that, but perfect love drives out fear. But perfect love drives out fear. But perfect love drives out fear. Um, who likes snakes? Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay. I, I, I learned that there is one, there's one person that likes snakes, Eddie Signs. Uh, Eddie, uh, he's on our, our security team here. Can kill you with his bare hands, okay? So, so don't mess up. Don't mess up. And uh, he and his wife own a fantastic jiu-jitsu gym called Kingdom Jiu-Jitsu. It's wonderful, and they're training so many people. But I found out that he actually likes snakes. I, I like Eddie, but I don't like that Eddie likes snakes. Uh, come to find out, he took his now wife. I don't know how this, she ended up being his wife. But he, took his, he tried to take his wife uh, to a snake convention for their first date. I don't, again, I don't know how they're married. I don't even know how it worked. <laughs> anyway, I don't like snakes. I don't know very many people that do other than Eddie. If there were a boa constrictor in your home, okay, and you don't have that as a pet and you see it, do you walk over to it? <laughs> do you go pet that boa constrictor? You're like, hey, what are you doing here? You little, you little boa constrictor, you got it. You got, you got, how you get in the house? No, no, no. You are going to scream. You're going to shut that door. You're going to get, you're going to call whomever you need to call. Uh, and you're going to get out of that house. That, you're going to avoid that boa constrictor. Now, um, how many of y'all have um, 
a, a dog that you love, a dog that you love. I mean, like you love love. I mean, like you love it. Not that you tolerate it, because a lot of y'all got dogs you tolerate. <laughs> They've been trying to get rid of for a long time. Like you open the door, you're like, go. Go. I don't, I don't like you. Go. You're, like, you're trying to, and the dog's just wagging his tail. You're like, I can't stand you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a dog that's like, no, this is a family member. Like a dog that lives better than like three billion people on the planet. A dog that has a sweater that matches you on Christmas. <laughs> we are some jacked up people. So that kind of a dog. If, if that boa constrictor was next to your dog in the house, now what do you do? Some of y'all, some of y'all are like, well, I don't love the dog all that much, okay? I thought I loved the dog. I'll keep the sweater, but the dog can go. <laughs> but others of you, it's not even a question. In your brain, you're like, <laughs> boa constrictor. That's my family member. Little Pookie Poo or whatever your dog's name is. That's, that's my dog. That, that's our family member. You would run over there as fast as you possibly can, do whatever you needed to do to that boa stricter, get that dog out of there, and run the opposite direction. Why? Because perfect love drives out fear. You had a barrier there of fear, but your love for the dog pushed you right through that fear and got you to do something you did not think you could do. This is what perfect love does. For those of you who have kids, you know what this is like. You know you might hate snakes, you might hate bears, you might hate whatever. But if someone tries to attack whom you love, it tries to attack your kids, tries to attack your fiance, your husband, your wife, you might have a bunch of fear. The fear does not go away. You instead still go through the fear because perfect love drives out fear. You've got something living on the inside of you, but because of your love, the love surpasses and overcomes and overwhelms this is what God has done for you and this is what God has put on the inside of us that's why 2 Timothy chapter 2 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this God did not give you a spirit of fear but he gave you a spirit of power love and a sound mind God did not give you a spirit of fear but he gave you a spirit of power love and a sound mind god did not give you a spirit of fear so if you're walking in fear that did not come from god but when you're walking in power and in love and a sound mind that comes from god because what fear is trying to do, its objective is to paralyze you. Its objective is to torment you. Its objective is to control you. Its objective is to keep you locked in your house. Its objective is to stop you from using your gifts. Its objective is to keep you in some prison, uh, focused on yourself, thinking about yourself, thinking about your own needs. That's what fear is trying to do to you. It is trying to paralyze you from doing all that God has called you to do. But God is not interested in trying to paralyze you. God is interested in trying to release you to become all that he has called you to be. So I'm looking at this here and I'm thinking, how can I help us? Uh, how can I help us break free from this fear that is trying to keep us chained? 
Listen, I am all for you going to Amazon.com and getting whatever book you want to get. Go ahead. I love counseling. I love therapy. I love, do it all. I encourage it. I think it's fantastic and wonderful. With that being said, we are not a self-help church. Okay? We are not a church that is trying to lift up like you can just kind of get yourself together all by yourself. No, that is not our name. That is not our objective. That is not our story. We are a Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ crucified and raised to life kind of church. We are a church that says when we lift Jesus up, he is in him is life. And that life is the light of all mankind. When in Jesus, you and I find newness and strength and hope and purpose. We are a Jesus first kind of church. We're a Jesus second kind of church you were jesus last kind of church we are a church that keeps lifting him up over and over and over again so how am i going to help us break free yes get your books yes go to counseling yes go to therapy i encourage all of that but i need you to understand that what you and i ultimately need as followers of jesus is found in jesus it's in him we live and move and have our being I don't know why we so quickly believe fear and so slowly believe God. Quickly believe fear. Fear says to you, hey, don't serve. Hey, don't love. Hey, don't forgive. Hey, don't give. And we, like, we hear it quickly and we obey fear. And God says, hey, forgive, be generous, live your life not for yourself but for others. We hear that and we got to contemplate and pray through things. Fear says, hold offense. Keep that in your heart. God says, hey, release that offense so that you can be free. And we're like, mm, I don't know. We too quickly believe fear. I'm, I'm in this with you. And too slowly believe God. But I'm trying to help us break out of this. How do we break out of this cycle? I, I think I got three things here. I got three things. I got three things. Identity in Christ. Authority through Christ possession of Christ identity in Christ authority through Christ and possession of Christ let me talk about this identity thing real quick okay listen friends uh later on go google just google um identity in Christ scriptures I don't know why I did my fingers like that but identity in Christ scriptures google that watch all the scriptures that pop up I don't have time in this moment to go through all the scriptures that speak about your identity in Christ. I don't have time right now. There are dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens upon dozens of verses. I don't want us to be able to quote MSNBC or quote CNN or quote Fox News better than we can quote scripture. I would love for us to have the word of God so much in our hearts. I'm, gl I'm glad you know what's going on in society, but I wish we would know what was going on in the word of God and we would understand our identity found in Jesus. Hey, stay up to date. Scroll Instagram. Do your Facebook. Do it all. But my friends, we also got to spend some time in the word of God understanding where our identity comes from because your identity identity was never found in any news source. Your identity was never found in any social media. Your identity is not even found in your spouse or in your kids or in your school or in your master's degree. Your identity is found in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And he says, you're new. You're adopted. You're forgiven. You're more than a conqueror. You're justified. You're saved. He says all these things about you. 
I wish we had this stuff in our hearts and not just on the pages of our Bible or on the screen that we scroll past real quick in the morning. I want you to Google it. You might start, need to start memorizing some of these verses. Identity in Christ. Your identity is not based on how you feel. Come on, listen to me. This is important. It's not based on how you feel. Earl, I don't feel forgiven. I, your identity is not based on how you feel. I don't feel black. It don't matter. Earl, you're black. Yeah. Man, I don't, I don't feel bald. It does not matter. You are. I, I, I'm just trying to make a little bit of a joke here, but just to help you understand how crazy is it that followers of Jesus say, oh, I don't feel forgiven. I don't feel new. I don't feel adopted. I don't feel more than a conqueror. I, I didn't ask you how you feel. I'm telling you who you are. You are forgiven. You are new. You are justified. So, so for all of us in here, just because we feel it doesn't mean it's true. You can feel abandoned and forgotten. You can feel lost. It doesn't mean it's true. Identity in Christ, authority through Christ. You want another great verse to memorize? Philippians chapter 4, verse number 13. I can do all things through Christ I can do all things through Christ I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I used to read this when I was younger with a really big eye like I can do all things through Christ a little Christ but you're reading it wrong it's a little eye can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You and I need to understand that our focus is on him and his power and his life and his sacrifice and what he has done for us. And when you and I get that understanding, it changes us from the inside out. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And now, last but certainly not least, we are the possession of Christ. I was talking to you about Eddie Signs a little bit earlier, and uh, Eddie are, and I are in a connect group uh, together. We meet every other Friday on, on Zoom. There's a, there's a few of us that, that get together, and uh, Eddie was telling us a story about a guy running out of a, a grocery store, okay? This guy's running out of a grocery store, and he has a bunch of Texas Ranger jerseys, okay? And there are a bunch of old people chasing the guy. Eddie realizes really quickly, this guy has stolen all of these things. Guy's got like a tattoos all on his face. Eddie stops his car, chases after the guy. Once I saw a tattoo on the face, I'm like, nah. I'm making a business decision at that point in time. <laughs> Eddie gets out of the car, runs, chases the guy down, 
tackles the guy, wrestles with the guy, and holds him in place for 45 minutes. The guy's like biting at him and trying to gnaw at him. And Eddie is holding the guy down. People are coming and taking video of Eddie. Like, what are you doing? He's like, man, this guy was just stealing a bunch of stuff. I'm just waiting for the police officers to come. Police come uh, way later. They get there. And they're like, hey, here's a tattooed face guy that was stealing jerseys. And I was just on my way to the gas station here. But I like that Eddie was willing to fight for something. He was willing to fight. He didn't even own the store, but he was willing to fight for somebody else's store. I just, I want us to be a church family that is willing to fight, not just for the stuff that belongs to us. I want us to be a church family that's willing to fight for stuff that belongs to other people. I want us to be a church family that's willing to fight for your peace and your family and your breakthrough and your newness of life. I don't want it just to be about me and my family. I'm praying on my knees every single morning asking for God to give, give you everything that you need for your family. I am praying that he would open up the windows of heaven and pour a blessing on you that you don't have room enough to receive. That the chains that have held your family in bondage for years, the things that have tormented you, the reasons you think God can't use you, I'm asking for God to break all those things off you and help you become who God has called you to be because you and I are the possession of Jesus Christ and his destiny and his call is all over you. I'm praying fear gets broken off of us. We step more fully into who God is calling us to be. Church family online in the room, if you wouldn't mind, bow your heads for just a moment. If you're under the sound of my voice and you've never given your heart and your life to Christ, you've never made him first, you've never made him number one, you've never made him the boss of your life. I'm not asking, are you a good person? I'm not asking, do you believe in God? I'm not asking... Were you baptized or do you have a Bible? I'm asking, have you surrendered your heart and your life to Jesus? If you have not, this is your moment to give your heart and your life over to him for the first time and rededicate your life to serving him. On the count of three, I want you to do something simple but something bold. I just want you to throw your hand in the air and say, yes, that's me. I want to give my heart and my life to Christ. Ready? One, two, three. Just put your hand in the air. You're saying, yeah, that's me. I want to give my heart. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to make him number one. I want to make him first in my life. I want to make him the boss of my life. This is beautiful. I'm going to ask everyone under the sound of my voice online in the room, do me a favor, put your hand over your heart right now if you would not mind. And I want you to repeat this prayer out loud after me. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I admit I've made mistakes. And today I give you my heart. I give you my life. Give me the power to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we lift our heads up, clap our hands with enthusiasm?